welcome to this special ringside edition of Fight Until the Bell Rings, the podcast that teaches you, the Christian, how to do evangelism with a bit of a boxing flair. I'm your coach, Willie Southpaw Soapbox Needham, and my guest today is the former two-time heavyweight champion of the world and the master of a very popular household item. George Foreman, welcome to the program. Thank you, and I'm happy to be with you. Uh, it's a pleasure. I've uh, I've been very excited about this because uh, you are the personification of two things that I thoroughly enjoy in life: boxing and evangelism. <laughs> well, I tell you one: uh, boxing is the easiest of them all. Agreed. So I got to start out with I got to confess I'm a southpaw, and that tends to be a bit of a controversial thing in the world of boxing. Uh, I have to ask you: How do you feel about fighting southpaws? I hated it. I remember I had a total of 25 boxing matches in the Olympics, and maybe one-third were softballs. And I made a oh, deal wow. with, with my manager. I said, if I turn pro, Dick Sadler, you have to promise me I'll never have to face the softball again. He promised me, never a softball again. That's how I felt about him. <laughs> oh, well, Okay. But you didn't have anything personal against him. You just didn't like fighting him, right? No, because you'd get hit. You made one mistake, and boy, you had to pay for it. The softballs generally were more skillful, and they'd hit you on the wrong side. You just had yeah. to protect yourself. Yeah. I actually use the fact that I'm a southpaw as a conversation to turn into a gospel conversation with people. Because as you probably noticed whenever you would throw a jab with your left, he would be throwing a jab with his, with his right, and it would look like you were fighting a mirror. <laughs> and so I would, I'll segue into the mirror being a way to examine yourself, and I'm like, oh, you know, speaking of ways to examine yourselves, you know, God has a lot to say about, uh, about your soul. Uh, have you had a chance to examine your soul in light of God's Word today? And, and that's how I started out into a, a gospel conversation, and I've, I've seen people get saved because of it. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. So, can you just give a few words about how Jesus came alive in you and how it changed your life? Yeah, the most amazing thing to this day that ever happened to me, I'd already conquered the boxing world, Olympic gold medalists and everything. Then in a dressing room after a boxing match, I lost by a 12-round decision, went back in to cool off, and I had an experience. In a split second, I was dead and alive again in this dump yard of sorrow, the end of me, no hope ever to live. And I just said, I don't care if this is death. I still believe there's a God. I didn't believe in religion. I just picked that up out of the sky. Hmm. And uh, then when I said that I was delivered back alive in a dressing room, evidently I'd been picked up off the floor and I saw on my head and forehead blood coming down my forehead. On my hand, I started screaming, Jesus Christ was coming alive in me. This happened Amen. over 41 years ago, and I, I haven't forgotten it yet. I had no idea that I'd be in religion. I laughed at it, as a matter of fact. I just didn't think it was real. And from that point on to this day, I've been given that testimony, how I found God and how I found the full fact that Jesus Christ was alive. I saw the blood on my head and my forehead, my forehead and my hand, and no one can ever take that from me. Amen. Praise God. I, I'm so thankful to God that that happened to you. 
because you really prove to the world that nobody is unsavable as long yep. as they're alive. In a dress room of all places. Yeah, that, that's after just truly amazing. Match, after a boxing match, I had no idea. I was just counting. I don't need boxing. I could go home and retire and box. I have this ranch, and I heard a voice within me say, I can retire and, and die. So what? How did that get in there? I didn't know anything wow. about dying, and I had not even considered ever dying. I wanted to live. I had too much to live for, money and fame, and there I was fighting for my life. And I lost, wow. the, battle. I lost the battle that night. Yeah. But praise God that you, you came to life. I got off there when I was alive. They picked me up off the floor. I started screaming, Jesus Christ is coming alive in me, and I haven't stopped screaming it now. Been over 41 years. I've been screaming it. Yeah. And you keep going with that. Don't ever stop. I uh, know. That's my source. Very nice. So, what, from what I've read about you, and I've, I've heard it mentioned from time to time, that you, you went back to some of your, your old childhood areas, and you began preaching right out in the street. Is that, is that something you spent a lot of time doing? You know, I was at a church, and every now and then people would come in, and, and the preacher would ask me, uh, George, would you mind giving me your testimony, what happened to you in Puerto Rico? And I did it from time to time. But finally, I decided with all the preachers lined up in this church to preach, I, I sure would like to preach. They never would ask me. And one kid said, you know, I know how you can preach. I said, how? He said, come with me. And he took me to a street corner. First in Louisiana, then all around Houston, uh, Marshall, Texas. And I said, man, you can preach all you want here. There's no competition. <laughs> and <laughs> nobody knew it was me. As a matter of fact, I disguised myself. I had gained so much weight. I cut off my beard and my hair. No one recognized me. And I was just <laughs> preaching. People would pass me by not paying any attention at all. But it was really a platform that I could deliver messages uh, to people about being saved. Amen. That's amazing. How long did you do that? Well, I did it uh, all the way till 1983, 84, from 70, uh, 78 through 84. Okay. Very nice. That's about how long I've been preaching on the street corner so yeah that's that's wonderful do you is if you ever had the opportunity would you take the opportunity to go back out on the street corner and preach like that again oh sure i love that's what i really love but i was trying to make people understand what i was doing and since then especially since my comeback to boxing i was able to write almost five or six books i've been able to visit tv shows and doing film and so everybody know the testimony. In, in, in reality, I'm still a, a street preacher, but the message is going all over the world now in Facebook, Twitter, uh, everything now. So I'm still on the streets in a certain fashion. Amen. Amen. That's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Well, if you ever get a, if you ever get a hankering to, to do it in person, you're welcome to come up to Rhinebeck, New York, and, and join me. I, I'd, I'd love to have you. Oh, I'd love that. Wouldn't that be nice to get on a corner and someone sing a few songs and I could testify for a moment? I miss that. Yeah. Do I miss it? Do I miss it? It was such a painful thing to have people pass you up. I'm in Los Angeles, California, on a street corner, and people just passing me up. They didn't know who I was, of course. 
but I had a message, and they'd stop, look, and smile for a second because they were on their way somewhere. It's hard to stop people when they have things to do. But a yeah. few of the, I'm sure a few of them lives were changed because they said, what is that man making a point, whoever he is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to find out. We're going to find out in uh, on the other side of eternity what, what it ended up doing. Yeah, well, I'm excited to find out myself. Understand it better. As you can tell with this podcast, it, it has a definitely a very much boxing theme. It's called Fight Until the Bell Rings. Could you tell us in your own words what you believe it means to fight until the bell rings? Well, and I tell everybody that, especially if the bell haven't rung, there's no need in you stopping. I hear people get messages from doctors that you only have so long to live. And I used to train guys in the gym, and a couple of times they skip rope or hit the punching bag, and then they stop and walk around. I said, no. They said, why? I said, you cannot stop until the bell rings for rest. And they, they'd go back into it. I would shock them. And you learn that habit. <laughs> you, don't, you don't stop. If you're praying for something, you can't just stop and say, well, I've been praying for a month. The bell hasn't rung. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Mm-hmm. Keep asking God. You keep fighting. And that's what it means to me. Don't ever stop. You didn't hear the bell ring. Yeah. That's what I got to remind my guys at the, the Floyd Patterson Boxing Club. I do a little bit of coaching for newer members, and they'll they'll put their hands down while we're doing the mitts. I'm like, keep your hands up, keep your hands. Up. I didn't hear the bell yet. <laughs> that's the, that's, my, that's my motto. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I, I'll I'll reference your comeback fights a lot because you had just such an amazing jab. Whenever I'm working with new people, I I just I tell them, okay, here's your homework. Go watch George Foreman's comeback fights and see how he does his jab. It's a it's a good example. Yeah, that jab was really the thing that got me over. There are a lot of good fighters, faster, but once I target with the jab, I'd keep them in range, and a lot of times, you know, they get staggered with my jab, so it saved mm-hmm. me, and eventually I won the, recaptured the title with the left jab. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I really I really enjoyed watching that fight. I mean, I always tell my friends I have to root for the southpaw, but... When that that fight with Michael Mora, I I was so torn <laughs> over who I had to root for. <laughs> well, you were torn in one way, and he tore me up in another way. <laughs> Fair enough, but uh, you you definitely got him in the end, and, and praise God for it. It was such a, an amazing story. Uh, it's been wonderful having you on this program. It's been a pleasure. Would you would you be so kind as to pray for our, our listeners? Sure. God in heaven. First, we want to thank you for this appearance and this talk. But importantly, everyone who listens out there are given a chance to know your glory. Bless the listeners in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was George Foreman and his testimony as to how Jesus came alive in him and what he ended up doing to serve the Lord and glorify God with it. Wasn't it a wonderful testimony? I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Boxers make the best evangelists because they're hardworking, they're dedicated, and they know what they're fighting for when they're fighting. So, as always, this is Willie Needham. And this is George Foreman. Both reminding you to fight fight until until the bell rings. Thank you for tuning in to the Set the Captives Free Ministries Evangelism Podcast, Fight Until the Bell Rings. The views and opinions expressed in these interviews do not necessarily reflect those of Set the Captives Free Ministries. 
If you wish to contact us to send a donation or to schedule an interview to be on our show, go to our website at www.scfministry.com. May the Lord bless you and keep you always.